What's good, Wizards fans? We are live. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Chris Asperzian's got traded to the Celtics in a three-team trade. Let's get to it. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA and they'll throw in a free custom bird, free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. So we are live. Today is the day of the NBA draft. A lot of energy, a lot of hype for today, of course. Now the Wizards do have pick eight, um, picks 35, 42, and 57 all in the second round. We just seem a little allergic to first rounders. I would love to get a first round in the Porzingis trade and, of course, the Bradley Bill trade. But, of course, we know, um, you know, the front office did not have full control in the Bradley Bill trade. And then Chris Dapps, uh, we'll talk about that trade, uh, of course, uh, in, a, in a couple of seconds. But let's go over the details of the trade. And we are live, so we're going to get the comments later on and get to you guys' reaction. Definitely a lot, a lot of mixed reaction from Wizards fans on social media for sure. Um, so the Celtics get Chris Dapps, Porzingis, and two first-round picks from the Memphis Grizzlies. The Wizards, we get Tyus Jones from Memphis. Danilo Gallinari from the Celtics, Mike Muscala, and pick number 35, which is a second-round pick. And the Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. Um, of course, the trade that was nixed or uh, canceled uh, before before midnight was uh, the Celtics getting Chris Tapps, the Clippers getting Malcolm Brogdon, and the Wizards getting Marcus Mir- Morris, Amir Coffey, and the number 30th overall pick, which would have been the last first-round pick in the first round of the 2023 NBA draft. So, Brandon, uh, what is re- your reaction to the trade that happened at 1 a.m. Uh, in the morning? Mixed reaction. Uh, I'm with you. How did we not get a first-round pick? <laughs> Especially when you look at the fact that Marcus Moore's got two first-round picks, man. The market yeah, is crazy right now. Mark Smart, yeah. Oh, man, two, two <clears throat> first-round picks for going to Boston with KP. So, at first, it's, it's a little disconcerting at first. I get that. Um because we definitely wanted another first-round pick in this draft. And I think that – I'm going to get to it in a second, but I do think they're going to consolidate with another trade. But um, I'm keeping the faith, man. You know, you know, it's just – these two trades tell you a couple things. One, maybe we overvalued our personnel. You know, maybe the, the league did not view our personnel with the same value that we did. And we said this all year long, that we, we sort of overvalue our guys, especially our young guys to a certain degree. Um Bradley Bill trade obviously was abysmal. You know, we got what we got. You know, the biggest here's the biggest thing that everybody needs to understand is that cap space is the name of the game for this front office. They're clearing cap space. You know, look at it. I mean, we're going to go over the roster, but a lot of them are expiring contracts. You know, cap space is the name of the game. And going through a rebuild, you know, I, I get it. First round picks. I, I totally get it. I wanted another first round pick. But I guess the consolation in all this is we're getting a lot of cap space. You know, we have a lot of flexibility going forward. And, that, and that's, that's key in the rebuild. You know, we are very flexible right now. So that, that's the biggest part of these trades. You know, we the value is not what we expected or wanted, but we, you know, we got flexibility. We, we're not handcuffed anymore. So we'll see. I, I think that they're going to do, if not one, there's going to be a couple of consolidation trades uh, today or within the next couple of days. One, I think we do trade back into the first round. And we're going to talk about the draft. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm a little excited today. It's draft day. Um <laughs> But I do, you know, look, we have four first round, uh, we have four point guards right now. So I definitely see one, two being moved today. 
Um, so it, we have flexibility, not only as far as the cap, but we're more flexible when it comes to now we have expiring picks. So Because, look, don't get it twisted. There's teams out here, teams that are contending, that need depth. So we have we have cheap options here that we can give some depth. You know, like I said, um, Ty Jones, we don't know if he's here going to be here for the long run. Chris Paul, there's questions of that. You know, Monte's spine contract, DeLon's spine contract. So that that's the biggest key that I want everybody to understand, and that's what I'm getting out of these last two trades um, going into the draft, is that this front office, they value flexibility as far as the cap above else. Not get a first-round pick, and I do think they're going to get another first-round pick, but cap, they wanted to get the cap issues out of the way right now, and they did. We're flexible going forward. I mean, we don't have any major. I mean, right now, I think the only extension we have or only multi-year deal, is, as I believe, is Daniel Gafford. Xavier Cooks is what signed for, what, two, three-year deal last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he's going to be a, a, a guy that we can't move. So we don't really have ties to anybody outside of Daniel Gafford long-term. You know, our cap space is wide open. So that's, that's the biggest win out of this is cap space, you know. Um, so I, it's, it's going to be intriguing going into the draft if they make moves because they have the flexibility to do so. So um, in general, it's, it's mixed reaction. You know, it, I won that 30. When I saw we got the 30th pick, I was like, yes, sir. Cause I was a big believer that we needed to get another first round pick in his draft. But, um, and we got three second rounders. So you could flip that into a first round pick. So there's flexibility. I, I wouldn't freak out yet. You know, definitely keep the faith. Um, this is the first off season of the first season of this front office. So I think it's way too quick to have any kind of opinion about the front office. And again, it's not on winger and company. Um, hands are tied. This just shows how bad the situation was in D.C. as far as our cap situation and our, how we overvalued the guys we had on the team. So that's not a problem anymore. We, we cleared that cap space. So all we can do, literally all we can do right now is just look to the future. So um, keep the faith. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm on board. I'm behind this front office. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do to consolidate this roster. Right. So um, they, we didn't get a first round pick, but uh, I, I think it does kind of speak to the value of what the league thinks about Chris Asperger. You got to remember that we just traded Chris Asper for uh, D- uh, Davies Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie in two second round picks. So you didn't get much value there. Now, yes, I, I get Porzingis definitely had a great season, 23 points a game, eight boards, uh, top uh, was one of the leaders in blocks. Uh, per game, block shots, got to the free throw line. He had a really great season, 38% from the three-point line uh, off, of, off of about five attempts from three. So he had a legitimate season, had a 41-point game, had a great season. So I, I think Porzingis for uh, what he did for the Wizards, of course, of course, we didn't make the playoffs, but he had a great season and uh, was arguably the best player on the Wizards last year for sure. So um, it's not a sexy deal getting it back, but we get Tyus Jones, which you can flip him. From the Clippers deal, we were going to get Marcus Morris and pick 30. We were finally going to get a first-round pick. But instead of that, you get a better player in Tyus Jones where you can flip him before the trade deadline or really you can flip him tonight. So I'm not going to really grade the trade or um, I'm not going to grade it too much, too great or too hard just yet because I want to see what they do tonight. Can they take Tyus Jones and pick 35 and 42 and move up into the draft and get another first round pick? Or can, can they move DeLon Wright and pick 35 and get a first round pick or Monte Morris and pick 35 or Maybe Chris Paul in a, in a few second-round picks to finally load up on some first-round picks. Can they potentially do something like that? Um, it, do, it, is, it does feel like a gut punch to see the Celtics get two first-round picks and not only get Chris Porzingis and get better with two first-round picks, but, of course, we weren't the team that gave up the two first-round picks. It was Memphis that gave it up. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's mixed feelings with this. Uh, once again, Danilo Gallinari, 
he's an expiring deal, so they want to get his contract off the book. So it makes sense. Mike Muscala, once again, we're going to get off the we're going to get off his contract. He's an expiring deal, so uh, it, it's 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 not a sexy return, but it's a, it's going to be a rebuild. And Kristaps, he had the option of opting out. Personally, I think it was smart for him to opt in because he's not going to get thirty six million dollars from anywhere else. That just wasn't happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe he would get a four-year deal for about 25 to 30. You think about the injury history now. He did play a good amount of games this year. This was probably his most healthy season that he's had in a long time. And the only reason why he even missed games was really because we did start tanking at the end of the season. So I thought I did personally think his value would be a little bit better than what we got. But um, they did end up getting some, something for Chris Tapps instead of getting some, instead of getting nothing. So that is uh, somewhat of a win right there. You get those picks and you get to flip them now. Looking at uh, Tyus Jones, uh, he's a solid player. Once again, he 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 was great with assisted turnover ratio. Him, Monte Morris, Tyus Jones, and Chris Paul were the leaders among qualified guards in, in assisted turnover ratios. But we have we have certainly loaded up on backup point guards. We certainly have loaded up on second round picks. So I'm I'm just intrigued to see what they do tonight if they're able to parlay those picks and some of those players and make some moves to get first round picks, future first round picks just better players. And we got to see what they do, of course, tonight with pick eight uh, in the draft. So the rebuild, it, it, it starts now. Um, is it disappointing for the stuff that we've gotten for it? Sure. Yeah. I, I think, it, I think it's fair to say that, but it's fair to say that, Hey, at least you did get something for Chris Epps as well um, to move on and, and, and possibly get some future assets uh, moving forward. So um, the Celtics, they, I think they're the winners of the trade getting those two first and Chris Epps, and then the Grizzlies, I, I see why they made the trade because, of, you know, the stuff going on with John Moran, he's going to be suspended for 25 games um, and they need a point guard to fill in for him for sure. So um, I'm, I'm kind of just it's up in the air. I, I have to see more. I have to see more. Yeah. Um, so Michael Winger, of course, Will Dawkins, Travis Slank, we got it. We got to remember their hands are tied. Of course, Tommy Shepard should have made these moves a year ago. Bradley Bill should have been traded two to three years ago. Chris Asperzingis. Maybe you could have traded him at the deadline. Kyle Kuzma is a guy that you probably should have traded at the deadline um, and rebuilt this team and started from uh, scratch. Started from scratch there. Now Kyle Kuzma, most likely he's going to walk for nothing. You probably won't get a sign and trade for him unless there is a contender that is looking for him and they don't have the cap space and they're going to have to do a sign and trade. A lot of the teams that do have cap space, they're just not good teams. Maybe the Pacers, they potentially can make a playoff run. But it, it, it is disappointing. It's disappointing to see that there's so much value could have gotten from these players last year or at the trade deadline, and this is what we get. And like I said, it's not it's not the front office fault. It's not because the Bradley Bill no trade calls. He he did us in with that, or Tommy Shepard and, and Telly Onsen did us in with that, and then Brad took advantage of that and did us in even worse uh, with not going with with the Miami Heat and taking what they, they what they could have offered in multiple first round picks, and then Chris Dapps. Uh, he he helps us out a little bit by opting in, but he helped himself out. Of course, we're getting thirty six million, and um, his trade value is just not there. So we end up getting the second round pick, Muscala, who once again is an expiring deal, who's not going to do much. Tyus Jones, who you can bo- bo- you can boost his value a little bit, but I just don't see you getting the first for Tyus. I just don't. I personally don't see it. I see at best once again second round picks. You're going to have to pair him with somebody else just to get a first or a valuable player. Um, so the rebuild, it's going to it's going to take a long time, man. I, I Of course, we both wish it could have been that OKC rebuild where they traded Paul George and they got multiple first round picks and they got a jump start to their rebuild. Um, but this one is going to be it's going to be a slow process, in my opinion. I'm intrigued to see what they do. They're tearing it down to the studs. So we just got to be patient and let these guys cook and see what the future holds uh, from here. 
Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Um, let the process unfold because it's a rebuild and rebuilds take years. You know, you're not going to rebuild this offseason. You know, and it's, it's, it's chess, not checkers. You know, the, the, these moves can unfold over years. You know, they did the toughest part of a rebuild, which is they got aspiring deals and they have uh, cap flexibility. That's that, that's the biggest win. And that's why I think that a lot of we got to have optimism with this with this front office, because, I mean, look, all right, last year we were so capped out. We didn't know how we were going to add a point guard. Now we have so much cap space going forward. We can take on bad contracts and get first round picks. So it's a process, man. And that we're going to have to be patient because look, a lot of us wanted this, including myself. You know, we wanted a total rebuild. We got a total rebuild. We got to be, we got to be patient because um, like I said, it is, this is chess. It ain't checkers. You know, they, they, you know, they are doing the right things. You know, aspiring deals, the cap space is the first step because you could take on bad contracts. And when you take on bad contracts, they're going to attach first round picks to that. You know, don't be surprised. They try to flip us Ben Simmons. I mean, I know people are going to laugh, but look, Ben Simmons is an atrocious contract, but we're a rebuilding team. You know, if, if homie doesn't want to score a layup or shoot, he can sit on the court for 35 minutes if, we, if, we, if it means we're going to get a top five pick. And if they attach, you know, first round pick, because look, a team's going to unload a first round pick to get rid of that contract. So that, that's the biggest key I want everybody to understand is that we have flexibility. We have options. We didn't have options last three, I mean, forever. When's the last, I mean, e, think about it. When's the last time we had this amount of cap flexibility? This, then we have flexibility to do whatever we want with our future. So I'm, I'm not even concerned at this point. You know, I get it. The returns were trash. But I think it has more to do with us overvaluing our talent than it was that, because, again, look what it gave up to get KP. Bertans, <laughs> I mean, we, we were trying to own love with Tom for anything, man. And then Spencer <laughs> did with it, you know, Mr. Bitcoin. So, you know, it's just I, I think they are still wins because of cap flexibility. So I'm not I'm not freaking out. I think you're going to see some magic today on draft day, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to get to a quick break and then um, we'll look at a couple of grades that they've gotten. Um, a couple more reactions from the trade. And then we're just going to get into our predictions for the draft tonight. Now we got a couple second round picks, pick eight. There's some a couple of rumors that have come out for sure. So we're going to talk about that before we do get into that. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dog shorts do the exact exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. I got a couple Bird Dog short, shorts in the mail. Shout out to Bird Dogs. They, they stretch. They fit really well. They're really smooth. I can put basketball in them, run around with my kids in them. I can do all kinds of stuff, work out. They're just super, super comfy, and, and they look super professional as well. Um, Bird Dogs, they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. All right, and then uh, make sure you guys check out the Locked On NBA Live Draft Show. Don't miss out on it. Third tonight, pick-by-pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts, national reaction from our NBA big board hosts, and live check-ins from inside the NBA Draft. Locked On NBA Draft Live starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the Locked On NBA YouTube page. All right, so um, Kevin Pelton from ESPN, he gave the grade a uh, A minus, and then we got a C from the Athletic as well. Um, I was going to read um, some of the article from the Athletic, but I'll just read the last paragraph from the Athletic. He says, Jones is an interesting pickup, and the Wizards are getting the 35th pick in the draft. Maybe they don't know they're allowed to ask for first-round picks in trades. 
Jones is arguably the best backup point guard in basketball, and there were some whispers last month that maybe he wanted to move on from Memphis for a chance to start. He'll get that chance with the Wizards because he immediately becomes the point guard, the best point guard on the roster. Let's presume Chris Paul is moved elsewhere. No offense to Monte Morris, who is an excellent backup. So, yeah, there is potential that Tyus Jones could be the starting point guard on the roster. Personally, I don't think Chris Paul is going to be here really to start at um, day one. I think he wants to go to a contender. Um, I get the connection with Will Dawkins and Chris Paul, but I just think Chris Paul being a veteran and, and trying to ring chase and trying to get a ring, I think he wants to definitely move on for sure. Um, potentially could go to the Clippers. We saw Malcolm Brogdon was supposed to go to the Clippers, but they didn't trust his health. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of went in there that saying that we're allergic to first round picks. Uh, I guess nobody's just offered a first, you know, we didn't, we didn't give up a first for Porzingis. So that's what I would say contrary to what, um, what he said from the athletic, I'm trying to pull up his name here. Uh, Zach Harper. That's what he said. He said, we're allergic to first round picks. Then of course he has to understand that we, we couldn't get a first because of Bradley Bill's no trade clause as well. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's, it's a process, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it, look, we have started. This is year zero of a rebuild, man. You know, you're looking for expiring contracts, bad contracts. You're trying to get assets. You're not going to see any free agents come here for at least three years because nobody's trying to come to a rebuilding team. You know, you, you're going to see a lot of this. I think um, I'm I'm optimistic. They did the right things. They cleared cap space. You know, I get it. First round picks. I get it. You know, I wanted the 30 when I saw that it fell through. I was like, oh, man, here we go. But I think that there's going to be some magic tonight because we have flexibility. I'm, I'm stressed this a lot this season. Flexibility. Um, you, a lot of you guys, you got to realize how important flexibility is for a rebuilding team. You know, cap flexibility, like I said, the, you know, a couple things are going to happen in the next couple years. They're going to start picking on bad contracts and accumulate as many picks as they would. So you're going to see no shortage of first-round picks with this front office, man. So this, just just trust the process, man. Like I said, mm-hmm. this is the first offseason of the first mm-hmm. season. We haven't even seen a regular season underneath the front office. Right. So, I mean, let it unfold. Let them do their thing um, because – you're going to be surprised. We're going to be a good team down the line, man. We just have to trust the process. You know, clear all this cast base out. Like I said, KP, he could have just bounced out. So the mm-hmm. fact we did get another pick, and right now we have three second rounders. So we can, we can turn that into a first rounder. You know, but again, I know people are going to be like, shut up. But <laughs> flexibility, I'm telling you, <laughs> flexibility is key, man. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I like the moves. And they're not sexy. You know, you didn't get a first round pick back, but it gives you freedom of movement. And that's the biggest key to me. Mm. yeah so it, it, it wasn't sexy of course kp could have opted out he could have just walked for nothing but we did something to return and maybe they can flip ties and some of the second round picks are picks that we have into uh, valuable assets they still monte delon got to figure out what we're going to do with this gluttony of point guards we can flip one of those guys uh for something monte morris doesn't have much trade value either so um so let these guys cook and trust the process this this is probably looking like a trust the process kind of rebuild and then the a minus we got from kevin pelton he said given the likelihood of the wizards focusing on developing young talent jones tyus jones might now be most important as a trade ship finding a team in need of a starting point guard is a tricky proposition right now but given a reasonable contract washington should be able to find a taker by the 2024 trade deadline to add additional draft cap capital um or we could possibly find that uh tonight as well so all right let's let's get into some draft talk here um how are you feeling about the first pick, the our first pick of the draft with pick eight? What's your predictions or feeling for that? And uh, what's what's five players that you're really, really looking at for pick eight? Whoo, good question. Um, well, obviously, what do I see us doing? You know, if you look at the mock drafts, I think Anthony Black, which there's mixed reviews on Anthony Black. You know, just you either love him or you hate him as far as uh, where you see him in his organization. I think he will be gone. Um, I, one name I see kind of sliding, one name I like. 
a local guy from the DMV, uh, Cam Whitmore. I think he's a, he's a target for us. Um, he didn't have the best workouts. Um, there are minor injury concerns, but he's a dog. He's a 3 and D. Um, he's a local guy, and he's NBA ready. You know, if you look at his draft, here's the biggest key with this draft. There's a lot of talent in this draft, lots of talent. But you have very little personnel who are NBA ready, who are ready to come in and contribute. Ken Whitmore can be that guy. Uh, so that will be one guy. And I, this guy, I think, if he's available, I think they make that move. Um, who else do I see? Um, Anthony Black could be an option at eight. Um, but, again, not necessary anymore because we have four point guards. So we don't necessarily need a point guard. And we can wait for next year or the year after to get find that point guard. So then and that's another thing. So point guard is not an emphasis anymore. Um, so other names, Bilal, Kulabuli, he's an option. He's um Let's see. I, I I think point guard is just not the emphasis anymore. I think uh, Casey Wallace is he's going to be down the down the board, man. So I'm looking at Bilal. I'm looking at Cam Whitmore. I mean, here's the thing: is <laughs> it's tricky because drafts are tricky. You just don't know who's going to fall. I, I see Cam might fall, but we might get one of the Thompson twins. It's, just, it's difficult to really read the market and see how the draft is going to unfold because um, the only obvious pick is Wimbenyama. That's the only obvious pick. You know, you really don't know what Charlotte's going to do. You know, the big thing is a lot of people don't see Scoot and LaMelo coexisting. So they've been talking Brandon Miller going there. So that changes things a little bit. You know, that the two and the three changes really what the pulse of the draft is going to be. But if to me, best player available, <laughs> you got to pick the best player available at that pick because this is a loaded draft. So, yeah, top five. Ah, man, I, uh, Cam, Bilal, I'm going to say Anthony Black. Jairus Wallace or one of the Thompson twins. That's what this one we're row with. That's not because those are the uh person I think would be the best fit at the eight at that point. And you said who do you, who's your prediction for us tonight? I, I'm rolling with Cam Whitmore. I think he's gonna okay. fall. I, I think we're gonna pick up Cam, which is my guy, man. I love I love me some Cam Whitmore, man. So I say let's get it. Yeah. I still think they could go Anthony Black, a, a point guard. Um, you know, just because they brought in Tyus and they have Chris Paul and and Monte and DeLon, I think at least two out of the four will not be here really by the end of the week. That's just my assumption. Um, so I still think they could go Anthony Black. I still think they could possibly even go Kobe Bufkin. A lot of people, his, he's been attached to the Wizards um, the last co- the last couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of mock drafts have had him had the Wizards taking him at pick eight. You know, he's been picking up some steam. Uh, he's canceled a couple of workouts, so uh, I can see that. But uh, like you said, like you brought up, uh, Cam Whitmore, he hasn't. He, the reports are that he hasn't performed great in workouts, so he possibly could drop to eight. I would love our star Thompson, one of the Thompson twins. I would love if they dropped to pick eight. I don't think Amen will get past pick five or six, honestly. Um, but a star Thompson at pick eight would be awesome. Um, Kobe Buffkin's fine. Kassan Wallace, it may be a little too high, but I think he's a good point guard. Uh, Kentucky guards, they always pan out and play well. He's a good defender, can shoot the three, good passer as well, great playmaker. Uh, so I would be happy with him. Bilal. Would be interesting. He's a boomer bust pick, but uh, we'll 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 get to a break here and then get to a little bit more of the draft. There's just so much to talk about. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun night. Oh, absolutely! It's gonna be a night for the ages, man. I'm saying there's gonna be some moves tonight, man. So before we move on, tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. That's key. Get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy shows, 
theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy, which is key also. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your daggone email. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. How does it work, you're asking? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Is that easy, safe, and fast? Withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right. Yes, sir. Um, another guy that I really like that is uh, kind of a wild card. I do like Jalen Hushafino. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe pick eight would be a little too high, but he's a guy that got buckets. He can really score at all three levels. So he's a guy that I really like uh, that's that's going against the green. Um, and then just think about second round picks since we have so many at this point. Um, of course, Amari Bailey is a guy that I like. I like Marcus Sasser out of Houston. Some people talked about uh, Bryce Sensabaugh at Ohio State. Maybe he'll fall to uh, pick 35. We'll see about that. Um, James Najee is another big guy, another big man to look at in the second round. So um, there's so many names to throw out there in the second round. It could be uh, Julian Strother out of Gonzaga, uh, um, maybe uh, Jaime Hequez out of UCLA. So there's just so many guys uh, in the second round that the Wizards can certainly look at. Hopefully we don't get a draft this ass guy. Hopefully we do draft somebody that can come out here and contribute um, in this rebuild and has some potential. Uh, from day one, uh, you know, Yannick Zosa, guys like that, I just don't see much potential in them, East of Sanon. So hopefully this new front office, they do value their second-round picks. Since we have so many second-round picks, and they can put them to use for sure. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Don't don't bring me the only Siberian point guard on the roster. <laughs> I'm just saying. But, um, nah, man, I think we're going to be all right. We have, we have flexibility, man. You know, we have a lot of options. You know, we are in a position where we can get best player available at that pick as opposed to just trying to find a point guard which was where we're at before these trades. Look, I mean, you got to look at, you know, the, the change of guard a little bit. You know, there's two different situations that we're in right now. You know, with this solid three as a core, we had very little cap flexibility. We had very little options in the draft. It was either point guard or we didn't know what we were really going to do. You know, now we have options where we can just get the best player available, man. So um, looking back at the draft, I mean, Co- Co- uh, Kobe Bufkin is another name looking at the draft um, at that pick. You know, he's a baller out of Michigan, man. You know, he's a guy who can score buckets. So, again, you know, we have a lot of flexibility. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, You still try to get that point guard of the future if you're in position to get so. Um, Because I don't see Monte here. You know, DeLon, I think his defense and his leadership, he could stay. But two out of the four aren't going to be here. You know, Chris Mm -hmm. Paul, I don't see him wanting to be here. I think Ty, if I'm willing to bet Tyus and DeLon, and DeLon can play the two. You know, we have some flexibility when it comes to him as far as he can play off ball. So 
yeah, if you if you have the available, you know, the chance to go get that point guard in the future, definitely go get him. But now I'm very excited because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of a night. Because you know, this like I said, this is step one of a rebuild. So you're looking mm-hmm. at what it takes to rebuild, and they did the hardest part of a rebuild, man, which is getting rid of cap. We have cap space. We have nothing holding us down outside of Daniel Gafford, and I'll take that. As far as that being your biggest contract, I mean, I take that. So, nah, we're, we're looking good, man. You know, I, I know a lot of people. There's some people that are skeptical, but look, I, I like what I see. You know, they're not the se- like you said, E. They're not the sexiest tra- uh, trades, but they're necessary, and mm-hmm. I think you should give them high grades because they give you freedom of movement and they give you options, which we have not had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not jumping for joy for the, for these trades, but I understand that there's no way you can really jump and get super excited for the return that we've gotten for the trades. But you understand that the necessary moves to jumpstart a rebuild. Um, and then with the gluttony of point guards, you look what happened with OKC when they did actually make the playoffs with Chris Paul when they were supposed to really tank uh, and rebuild at that time when they traded Paul George. They traded Russell Westbrook. They got Chris Paul in return. Now, they had Chris Paul, SGA, and Dennis Schroeder on that roster. At that time, Chris Paul was way better than what he is right now, and then SGA was a good young prospect. They got back in return. And Dennis Schroeder, you could argue at the time, was probably better than maybe Tyus Jones and some of the point guards that we have right now. That team did make the playoffs. They were competitive. Um, so if, if Chris Paul is here day one, which I highly doubt he does have that relationship with Will Dawkins, that's some of the similarities. You see what's going on, what happened with the OKC re- rebuild just to jumpstart it. But of course, we don't have the multiple first round picks and we just have multiple second round picks. So but like I said, again, they can flip these picks for more players. They're not done yet. That's why I'm not giving it a grade or anything like that. I know some people are upset and some people are super happy. I'm really just in the middle right now I'm in a wait and see approach. There's just no way I can really. Um, get get super excited, and it's not their fault. Once again, we you know Tommy Shepard traded Rui for second round picks and Kendrick Nunn, which was basically nothing, and uh, they gave Bill no trade clause, so they they were dealt the worst hand in the NBA possible. They're, they're trying to make something out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean you you kind of look at the trades on paper, and you're like the Celtics got two first round picks, and we got this. So it, it's it's that's the initial reaction, and then you kind of sit down and think about it, and you're like, okay, they're they're trying to make some moves to make to they're making moves to make more moves. I'll put it that way. So. But uh, let's let's get into the comments here. Sheldon T says, "Feels like we're selling at a state level prices, though. I mean, prices tough." And then he goes on to say, "Capital City go go winning the offseason with all these second round picks." <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we got a gluttony of second round picks on Matri to see our G League team and the OKC <laughs> Thunder. They're OKC Thunder Blue. They had a lot of G League guys, and they de- definitely developed guys through their G League program. So uh, we'll, we'll see how these second round picks shake out. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're definitely going to see a consolidation trade tonight, man. All right. Ezra Teague, uh, he says we got a good haul, one veteran minimum, one expiring contract, and a decent yep. point guard we can either trade or extend. Um, yeah, I would not look to extend Tyus Jones. I would look to flip him as well uh, yep. and get value for him for sure. Uh, I think he's a good point guard. Uh, there was something that, that put up his splits as a starter when John Morant was not there. Uh, I want to say he averaged uh, – as a starter – when, when John Morant was not there, of course, you know, he did miss a lot of games for injuries and just, you know, kind of some weird stuff or not weird stuff, but just bad decisions off the court. Uh, 16 points a game, eight assists, four boards, uh, 50% from the field, 42% from three, and 78% from the free throw line in 22 games as the starter without John Morant. So Tyus Jones, he's a good he's a good backup. Once again, he's a good backup. Monte Morris is a good backup. DeLon Wright, once again, a good backup. That is a defensive pass. We have solid point guards but we have to move these guys and get some type of compensation absolutely we got to consolidate this point guard room but here's the thing why not start ties man 
I mean, look, one year deal. Um, we're trying to rebuild. I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> I mean, yeah. put Daniel Gaff at that point guard. I don't care. We're, I mean, you're not going to win many games. That's the thing. You know, we're, you know, I mean, that's the thing a lot of people got to accept. We're not going to be very good. We're mm-hmm. not. <laughs> so, Tyus Jones is the right move because he, you know, we don't have any kind of long term connection to anybody outside of Daniel Gafford. So, you know, you, I think anything ties is better. I, I, there's no nothing against Monte, but to me, t- I, he is ties better than Monte. Yeah, yeah, he's better absolutely. Than Monte, there you go. So, I mean, you got a guy who could start in one year. You know, put him out there for a year. You know, because the biggest thing is trying to see what you got in these young guys. You know, you need a guy who can who's got some starting experience, man, because you know you very well could see Johnny Davis at it too. So we'll, we'll see how everything unfolds, man. But you best believe that outside of these aspiring contracts, the biggest key to this rebuild is seeing what you got in these young guys. They're going to put a lot of playing time in the hands of these young guys, especially mm-hmm. Johnny Davis, Corey Kisper, and Denny. They're going to get a lot of playing time. So, right, um, yeah, and and if you draft point guard, let's say they do go with Anthony Black or Kobe Bufkin, they can learn under Tyus. Yeah. before the trade deadline. Or, I mean, you can just throw these guys out there and let them start and, and just let them play and learn. Uh, but it's definitely going to be a, a lot of learning. So the expiring contract is good. The Wizards, they want to take on, after this, they want to take on bad deals so they can get first-round picks attached. The Thunder did that with Al Horford to gain, uh, to gain first-round picks. So they're not taking on any big big deals or big contracts at this point, and they're, they're, they're just starting to rebuild from the ground up, uh, ground up, basically tearing the house down from the studs. Um. Stories by Brian K. Turner says, and when it when teams come out with higher picks than the Wiz get these grades, Adam Silver knows when to have a rebuilding team. Grab a top three pick. Let's hope that our is our payoff in the next couple of years. Yeah, we're gonna have to be really bad to get a top three pick. We're gonna have to basically trust the process. Similar to the Sixers, similar to what the Thunder did, similar to what the Hawks did to get Trey Young. We're just gonna have to be bad next year, and um, and pick up picks that way. Yep, it's gonna be a process. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Kato Red says, we just need to start. We just need to hit a home run with this draft. The Porzingis trade is a good start. Keeping my fingers crossed. Um, and then we got some mixed reviews here from Stuart O'Flat. Stuart O'Flaherty. He says, the KP trade sucks. Why help Boston forget them? And uh, saying it in a PG way. Uh, they should have moved him to a team in the West with first round picks to trade. What's the darn hurry? They might miss out on the 35th guy in the. Uh, oh, and then he says, What's the day? What's the darn hurry? They might miss out on the 35th guy in the draft? Question mark. Um, so with that, like I said, from the surface level, you look at it, you look at the return and you're like, we couldn't get a first or something like that. You know, at least uh, we got Muscala, who basically is, is not going to play much here or it doesn't add much value to the team. Same thing with Gallinari, who's basically coming off the ACL injury. I got to look up his age. He's in his 30s. He's been in the league for a long time. Um, and you get Tyus Jones, who's uh, who really at best is a backup point guard. I'm not going to hype up Tyus. I think he's a good player, but I'm not going to hype him up. Uh, he's better suited as a backup to guys like John Morant or really good point guards. Um, so, yeah, the, the return is not sexy. It's not what you what you would have thought you would have got for KP. But once again, I bring up we brought up the last year trade where we got Chris Tabs for Bertans, who nobody wanted. Spencer Dinwiddie, who at that time was awful for the Wizards. And not only that, we got Chris Tabs and a second round pick. For Bertans and Dinwiddie, so that was a heck of a trade. But you look how low the value was. Yes, Chris Tapps had a heck of a season. I do feel I, I wish we could have got a better haul for Chris Tapps. And then looking at the Celtics, Celtics getting two first, that is a gut punch. Um, and then you then Stewart also says moving to the West. I guess nobody nobody really from the West wanted him at, at in, a, in a trade. Maybe teams were waiting for him to opt out, but Przingis he decided to opt in so we could you know get some value for him uh, via sign and trade. So 
And the hurry was the option as well. Now, with him opting in, yes, they could have waited to the trade deadline, but maybe Chris Stapp said that, hey, I want to be traded now. I'm going to opt in, but I, I want to be traded right, right now. I don't want to be on the Wizards to start the season. I want to start the season with the Celtics or with a contender. So it could have went down like that as well. So, um, But getting the 35th pick in the draft, yes, once again, I wish they could have got a first, but nobody offered a first for Chris Stapp. Teams offer first for Marcus Smart, the Grizzlies. They wanted they gave him a first for Marcus Smart, but nobody's nobody apparently is offering a first round pick for Chris Evans and, and the team still are concerned about the injuries. They re- that's just, the, that's just the narrative on Chris Evans right now, even though, yes, he did play a lot of games last year. The narrative right now is still that he's an injury prone guy that you just can't trust. And that's just the way the teams look at him right now. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, but yeah, they're not sexy at all. But- and, and once again, Stuart, I do agree with you. I do dislike Boston. I dislike the Celtics. So he said, forget oh. them. Right I dislike the Celtics. I'm pissed off that they got two first-round picks. I'm pissed off that they get a good player in Chris Dapps. I highly dislike them, of course, the 2017 playoff series and just Boston in general. Not a fan of them getting better, of course. So I agree no. with you. No. <laughs> not a fan of Boston at all. <laughs> so I definitely feel you. But, I mean, here's the thing. that From a front office perspective, here's, here's an, something else I'm going to bring up. They're regaining control. If you look at Tommy Shepard and Chris Abrazing as Bradley Bill – these two players dictated everything we did. They had the control. That's not a front office. That's why Tommy Shepard is, it has no job right now. No, this, this front office is trying to regain control. The front office dictates player personnel. The fact that, you know, Bradley Bill was able to use his contract and no trade clause as leverage. And don't get it twisted. Chris Hopp could have walked for nothing. We got some value. But, look, he definitely used with his contract situation as a way to go to Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not get it twisted. You know, we, we definitely helped him go to a contender. So, we're doing all the right things as far as, you know, in the eyes of players in the league, you know, we're trying to, you know, send people to contender teams, you know, where they can get playing time and compete for a championship in the same fashion. We had very little say in this. We had no control. Tommy Shepard gave all the control to the players, man. So now, yeah, you're looking at a front office of one who's trying to create cap flexibility and freedom movement, but two, they're trying to regain control and let people know that we are in charge, you know, because Tommy Shepard was not in charge. So that's another thing you got to look at is that, you know, we had very little wiggle room with the KP move. You know, we he told us where he wanted to go pretty much. I want to go to Boston. And the only way, you know, so he had all control in his move. And that's why these are not sexy moves because Brian Winger and company had very little leeway to do anything. We were we were handcuffed. And this is, again, this is a close to such an abysmal era, man. I am so glad that we had this front office because can you imagine what we'd be talking about right now with Tommy Shepard as, as the GM? We'd be terrified right now. Everybody here would be borderline about to cry if Tommy Shepard was a guy drafted in the day. So, I mean, we're in good hands, man. You know, they're not sexy, but they were very necessary. And they, they're going to, I'm telling you, they're going to, we are going to be looking good forward because of these trades, because we are more flexible as far as what we can do going forward. So, right. Um, Billy Show, Billy Shoker, Billy Shakur says, only podcast I listen to in the mornings to give me hype. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. For listening as yes, well as Locked On Wizards, appreciate that. Um, Shamari Re says maybe we flip CP3 to Boston for one of those first rounders in Brogdon. Um, we'll see about that. I just because the only thing and Chris Paul's value to me is not great either because they literally tried to waive him last week. Suns literally waived. It was a, it was an announcement from Woj. He said that they waived him, and then of course they took the wave back. Uh, they waved and they waved back. And, and took it away, and then they traded him to us. So his value is is not much either. He's, what, 37, 38 years old, so you're not going to get much for Chris Paul either. 
Um, so that is optimistic thinking. I would love to get that. You take on Brogdon and his, you know, his contract and his injuries, but you get the first round pick, and that's basically what they're trying to do. So um, that's optimistic thinking there, Shamari. Optimistic, very optimistic thinking. Well, I mean, look, the Clippers move may not be dead. You know, you very well could see mm-hmm. Chris Paul going to the Clippers because again, they don't have Brogdon now. So that thirtieth pick could still be at play. If I'm the Wizards, man, I'm I'm picking up the phone. I'm I'm talking back to the Clippers, man. Because you can still get that thirtieth pick. There's there's still moves to be made today. So I would definitely just <laughs> just sit back and and enjoy yourself, man, and just well and just watch it unfold, man. Because and it's not just the Wizards, man. Look, there's gonna be a lot of movement today. A lot mm-hmm. of movement. Right. Uh, old trade I was looking at that maybe the Wizards could potentially do something similar was when we traded our second our twenty second pick. I, uh, we drafted Isaiah Jackson. But, of course, we traded him to the Pacers for Aaron Holiday and the 30th pick of the draft, which ended up being Isaiah Todd. So maybe we could trade um, the 30th pick and one of these guards and move up to the – twenty. I mean the 35th pick and one of these point guards we got to maybe a team that has the 22nd pick of the draft or maybe just into the 20s. That would be a win for me if we could trade, say, maybe DeLon in the 35th and move up into the first round. Now that, that trade for us, it was pretty darn awful because Isaiah Todd is no longer on the roster and Aaron holiday was, didn't work out either. But on the flip side, I think the Pacers, they got a solid player in Isaiah Jackson, not a great player, but he's a solid backup. So if we could do that and move up and get maybe possibly Jordan Hawkins in the twenties, let's see a lot of people saying Jordan Hawkins in a draft, he might go into teams, but I love his shooting. Um, how athletic he is coming out of UConn. He's a winner as well. DMV guy, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter where you're from, but, um, those are some guys that if they do move up in the 20s, they could get a guy like uh, Jordan Hawkins or, or Maxwell Lewis out of Pepperdine. Oh, man, Jordan Hawkins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big fan of him. Yeah, I mean, you could package a couple of these second rounders. I mean, I think, yeah, there's going to be moves, man. I'm, I'm very intrigued because we can see, sit here and put a lot of proposals together. But I, I think we trade back into the first round because they got to consolidate this point guard room. So they're going to be definite mm. moves today. Let's see. Yeah, Michael Waters says first rounder. First rounder? I chew. Are you trying to say we're allergic to first rounders? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it looks that way. Um, Fatty Gammy, and then Brent. If you see anything, you, you can put something up there. Yes, sir. Um, K Dog says we suck at getting a fair trade back. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that just yet. Like I said, I'm 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 reserving my judgment judgment to see what happens tonight. I'm, I'm reserving my, my judgment. Is it sexy? No, but they're, they're getting something. They're getting something for Porzingis, and and um, we'll see if they can flip those the picks the picks that they've got the past couple of days and, and turn it to something else. Like I said, if they can get into the 20s, then okay, I'll be like, okay, yeah, they they cook something up a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, they're not sexy, but they were necessary, and I, and I like them because they gave us flexibility as far as cap, man. We have options going forward. So uh, let's see. Kuzma to Dallas. Uh, this is from Matty Warku. Kuzma to Dallas via trade and sign or sign and trade for their 10th pick in trash contract. I don't see us signing. Tra- I mean, I don't, Dallas, I don't know. That's intriguing. Maybe because I'm with you. I don't, I don't see um, a lot of these teams with cap space going mm-hmm. for Kuz. I, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see his fit in Houston. I, I, I don't see it, man. I mean, maybe, but mm-hmm. uh, Dallas could be an option. That's intriguing. Tenth pick. I wouldn't be mad at that, but I, I don't know. Again, you, the, but again, the situation Kuzu is going into has to warrant a sign of trade, and there's a lot of teams out here with cap space. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. 
see the, see the sign trade. The thing with Dallas is they they wanted to give up Bertans and the tenth pick for John Collins in the fifteenth. So I mean, if we could sign Kuz, because John Collins is on a twenty five million dollar deal, so if we could sign Kuz, sign and trade him to twenty five mil, but it, of course that has to happen later um, in, in free agency, which is not going to happen until the end of the month. So it, it's we're just in a tough spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Kuz is a free agent, so you you can't really. Uh, trade him right now because he opted out but Porzingis we were able to trade him because he opted in so it, it, it's just it, it's it's tough um, but yeah I would love to do a sign and trade with Kuz to Dallas I would I would love to do that that would be awesome to get a pick um, but that's something they should have did at the trade deadline as well uh, but yeah Kuz to Dallas would certainly would certainly be a great trade because they do have the 10th pick um, and then OBJ OBJ the Don says we're, we've been getting fleeced but I'm going to act like I'm cool with it, LOL. Well, I mean, we definitely got fleeced, but, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, <laughs> you got to ask yourself, what's the most important part of the rebuild? I mean, look, we wanted it, man. Everybody wanted a rebuild. You got to rebuild. You got it. They, they, The front office ownership said you get what you asked for. Boom. Mm-hmm. You got to rebuild. So, I mean, look, cap space, because um, here's another comment I'm going to bring up from um, – Stuart O'Flaherty. Um, there's no rebuilding without number one picks. Uh, cap space doesn't mean squat. All it means is they have money to overpay free agents. I, I, I agree, but I, I don't know. I, I don't agree with all of it, man. Um, number one picks are going to come. And like I said, this is year one, man. You got to let it unfold. You know, I think number one picks are going to come, but you got to let it unfold. Uh, cap space doesn't mean squat. I don't agree with that, man. You can look, look at OKC, like you said, E with um, uh, what's his name? Bad contract. Got a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, Al Horford. There you go. Cast space gives you the opportunity to take on bad contracts and get first round picks. So I don't, I don't agree with that, man. But, um, and you're not going to overpay free agents because free agents aren't going to come because you're in the middle of a rebuild. So you're not going to get marquee free agents as it is. So cast space is the name of the game. You know, especially you want to get these bad contracts and get you no. Know, this front office is going to get those picks, man. But I, we got to be patient. You know, people are already flipping out, man. And <laughs> we haven't even played a year under this front office. No, let it unfold because look, don't get it twisted. This rebuild is going is going to be at least three years. You're going to see garbage teams. You're going to see a lot of guys who aren't sexy players playing. I mm. mean, it's just what it is, man. Cap space is the name of the game right now. Yeah, and uh, what Rich said, I'll, I'll talk about the cap space too. Um, yeah, I mean the cap space is right now. They're getting cap space to bring on, like you said, Brandon, bad players out, like the Al Horford deal for the for the uh, Thunder. They brought him in. He just sat out for the rest of the season. They got picks attached to that so that's just what we're gonna have to do once again it's it's ugly looking but it is what it is um they're gonna be we're gonna be bad we just are we're gonna be bad for the next couple of years um rich says we got more for kp than we got for the 251 million dollar man shaking my that's true and even what we got for kp is not great either so that's the just the gut punch thing about it is that we got a second round pick and a backup point guard and tyus and gallinari who may not even play much and and mike muscala who's a backup uh, three-point shooting big yeah, instead of you know, compared to Landry Shamet and Chris Paul, multiple second round picks. So to say that, Rich, I mean, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. It is, but uh, it's the hand that they were dealt for sure. And then um, Uptown uh, Dre brought up a couple guys that I do like in the second round. Um, somebody brought up a man, Amani Bates. Um, I, I think he would be a good pick. Somebody you just throw darts at the dartboard in the second round. Uh, Kalabali at eighth. Ryan Rupert. Olivier Max Prosper from Marquette. He's a good defender. Jordan Wolves from Arkansas. He's a good defender. 
Uh, Noah Clowney, I got to watch him a little bit. A guy named Kobe Brown in Missouri is a guy that I like. He's a tough guy, can shoot the three, big body guy, kind of has a body like Draymond Green, kind of a bully uh, type of player. I like him. Uh, and then some of the guys that you that Uptown Dre named is some guys I, I got to do some more research on as well. And then Stewart says, I swear if they draft Kulabale, I'm done with them next year. Uh, I mean, he's intriguing, man, but I, I can see the skepticism with him because he's still a little bit raw, man. So, I mean, I would rather draft a guy who's ready to contribute like Cam Whitmore who can come in, start, and be highly effective in the NBA than a guy that you're going to have to develop a little bit because and we don't, we, need, we don't need too many guys who need to be developed. Right. Um, and then T-Money says, why did they call the Knicks? Maybe the Knicks just didn't want Porzingis. I mean, they probably called every team. They probably <laughs> called every team. But, you know, it takes two to tango. I mean, there's, there's some teams, like we talked about his value, maybe there's some teams that just didn't want Porzingis unless he opted out of his deal and, and uh, they could sign him to a lesser contract. Instead of $36 million for one year, you could sign Porzingis for about $25 million for four years. So – um, Derek Lively, that's a guy that you like, Brandon, in the second round. We'll see. What would, you, what would you think about that pick if they got him in the second round? I would love it. I think he could develop into a really good basketball player, man. I mean, he's he's a little raw. Um, he still needs to work on adding to his offensive side, man, because he's he's struggling on the offensive side. Aside, he's more of right now. He's more of an Andre Drummond. He's a he's a guy who can protect the paint, but he needs to work on some you know post moves. Uh, there's videos of him shooting jumpers, but you know we see. Videos of Ben Simmons hitting threes every year, and he can't even – he's passing up layups. So, I, you know, it's, it's tough to go off videos, but he's, he's intriguing. I would definitely love to see us get right him in the second round. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a lot of uh, Denny talk right here, so we'll, we'll wrap up on this. Um, Israeli fandom's not in the chat right now. I know he's happy because Denny is the longest-tenured wizard on the roster at this point, um, and he kind of is – at this point, I wouldn't say the face of the franchise, but after the way tonight may shake out, uh, I mean, of course, I feel like the eighth pick would probably be. We we don't. I wouldn't even talk about face of the franchise. That's just not what we're looking for at this point. We're trying to find uh, just a direction, and the direction right now is uh, to rebuild. Um, but yeah, fifty percent pain. So this is why Denny should be the team's number one option. He he just might at the start of the season. He really just might. Um, and uh, some people are saying that he may drop thirty this year. So. Uh, we'll see. I think this would be great for him, uh, especially with a contract year coming up. So um, this is a this is a big opportunity for for Denny for sure. And then a couple guys that I'm gonna just throw out there: Gigi Jackson is a guy that they they could get in the second round um, out of South Carolina. There's some character concerns and, and maturity issues, but this guy can ball. Man, six foot nine, 215 pounds, could put the ball on the floor. Super super athletic, just a super athlete. Can, can shoot a three. The percentages weren't there. But this guy is a bucket getter, man. And he he plays above the rim. He will dunk on you. He can play with some physicality. He's only, what, 18 years old. He's still very, very young. And um, if you can get him and develop him, get, get him in a weight room, I think he's a steal. Uh, but, of course, there's just maturity. Same thing with Monty Bates. He's made some questionable decisions. But you see the talent with Monty Bates. You see what he did in high school, the, comparing him to Kevin Durant. Um, went to Memphis, didn't work out, but I thought he had a really good year at Eastern Michigan. Amari Baylor, uh, Bailey brought him up again. Terquavion Ter- Smith of NC State, I love his game. Love what he did last year uh, for NC State and, and uh, uh, two years ago. Um, but those are some of the guys. Keontae Johnson's a guy at uh, Kansas State, super athletic. Played with the uh, short point guard, Jalen Powell, or Marcus Powell, who's about five foot six. Uh, Keontae Johnson is a super, super athlete. Um, you see the play in the um, in the tournament where uh, Marcus Powell was yelling at his coach and th- he threw a lob to Keontae Johnson and Kansas State. They went to Elite Eight, so there's some good second round picks. 
there's some good guys that they can certainly get in the second round for sure. Oh, this is a lot of intriguing. This is a deep draft, man. There's guys in the second round. I mean, you hit the money base, yeah, character issues, but he's a guy that I definitely can see getting some work in uh, Capital City Go-Go, man, but the talent is there, man. You know, you can see the talent in Memphis. I mean, you can see the talent. It's just, you know, confidence and and I, you know, I think this is the organization, you know, it, we couldn't always say this in years past, but I think that with uh, the framework they have in the Capital City Go-Go and with this front office, we could develop them and we can get him straight. So I would love to see a money based in the second round, man. Mm. Yeah, so we'll probably uh, wrap it up here. Yes, we are going live tonight after the draft. Um, they do have a couple second round picks, so we may go live after the first round pick or just wait and wait for the second round, maybe the second second round pick will go live and then go live when they make the, the last second round because the draft is long. I want to say it starts at like 8 30. It's not going to be over until 11 o'clock at night. So um, of course, you know, we, we definitely will, will stay up late for you guys for sure. And I know you guys are going to be hyped and being here for sure. But um, um, do you got anything else before we want to wrap up? Jade said we're going to be the Washington generals. Uh, <laughs> he said we're going to be the Washington <laughs> No, nah, man, I'm good. Um, I think the only thing I'm gonna stress to everybody, man, is um, <laughs> you gotta put your seatbelt on, man. Going, you're in for the ride, man, because we rebuilding, man. So we gotta, you gotta show patience, man. I get it. Not sexy pickups, I get it. I, I was very upset of not getting the first round pick, but you know, let the draft unfold. You know, give them, give them a chance to draft and see what we got, man. It will go from there. So now I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what you guys chopping up this. This evening, talk about a draft pick. So let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, make sure you guys check us out tonight uh, for the NBA draft. Should be a lot of fun. I just want to thank you guys for making here. Locked on Wizards first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. I mean, tonight we'll be talking about the NBA draft and uh, hopefully some more trades will be made to move up into the first round. So thank you guys for listening. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. <laughs>